Arissa. Hey, Arissa. Welcome to Hey Julia, a podcast about Big Brother Canada and other things. <laughs> My name is Brett. I'm Danielle. Danielle, what's going on with you this week? Uh, so spring much. Spring has sprung. The equinox yes. has noxed. Tell mm-hmm. me what you're consuming. You've consumed a lot, I understand, in the world of pop culture. Before we get into BB Canada. I know. And we love to torture the Big Brother um, passionate listeners of this podcast by making them wait, making them sit through us, discuss other things such as the four hour long Snyder Cut. I will Which, now go minute through minute by minute through the Snyder Cut. 242 I, minutes. Let's start on minute one. Let's go. Here we go. So last night, yeah, Saturday night, picture it. It's it's cold. It's still chilly in Toronto. I've watched everything else there is to watch. A moment of desperation. It's 6 p.m. Early enough to start a sizable movie. My husband and I look at each other and we know there's no getting around it. It's time to press play on the Snyder Cut. So give me your impressions. So well, here's my impressions. First of all, so I tried to watch, as you know, several of the Marvel films earlier this spring slash winter. Yeah, to watch, to understand uh, WandaVision. Exactly. Some of which was on your suggestion. Let's not forget. I made a suggestion and you watched a different movie (laughs) and you're blaming me for the bad one that you watched because you can't remember names of movies. Well, it's really hard. No, and I used to be really good at it. Like you did not want to go against me in a game of celebrity. But anyway, (laughs) it's really hard to not compare the Marvel movies to this movie, Justice League, the Snyder Cut. Um, And not in a favorable way, but they, but they also, they're just the exact same. I know all of the Avengers movies are the exact same. All superheroes are the exact same, exact same, but this one, even like water Aquaman, he has the same sort of, uh, plot line as Thor literally down to they're both in Norway, (laughs) like getting drunk. So there's just a lot of overlapping and I hate, oh my gosh, because 10 minutes into this movie, I was like, oh my God, we're going to have to go to every single character's like homeland and see their, their, every single character's trauma and why they're the way they are. And then Batman has to get them together. And Jeremy Irons is playing Alfred. I know it's, I didn't watch a second of this movie. I said last week on this podcast, I wasn't going to watch a second of it. And you well, of so, all people were like, you know what? Let me just dive in. It's also like Aquaman in black and white. The deep. Oh, God. <laughs> the Are there two movie. versions? Isn't there like a slightly color, like a May- like cr- I think, chromatic well, I think version? The, I think the Joss Whedon version is the slightly colored version. Oh, no. I just on the on the Justice League Snyder cut, I thought there was a version that like oh. was in color as much as Zack Snyder makes movies in color. And then there was okay. like a, also like a black and white mode. Well, we watched in black and white mode, but we both were like, like Citizen so at one point, Kane. But, but, we, yeah, but we were Mank. also like, at what point is this going to be like um, Wizard of Oz or Pleasantville where color starts coming in? Like they surely they are not surely not an entire four hour movie made in 2019 no, or whenever it was the made. same aspect ratio and color as Citizen Kane, just like Mank. <laughs> ben Affleck as that man. Can I just say? Have you seen any of these DC <laughs> yeah. movies like Batman, I Superman? Watched, and Yeah, I watched some of Batman v Superman. I watched enough. Good. I watched enough. Okay. Oh my Wait, God. I, definitely enough. But this is a Ben Affleck stand podcast. You oh, know? We, like, love, <laughs> we love our man who orders Dunkin' Donuts Postmates <laughs> and then and goes like, out to have a cigarette while he's collecting the smoke, the, the Postmates. I just can't wrap my head around this performance from him. <laughs> like, he's he's so... He's so detached, it seems, from this entire franchise. Like, there was never any effort, it felt like. You know, like that famous YouTube uh, comment, go queen, give us nothing? <laughs> like, that's what I feel watching Ben Affleck. Especially when the last most recent Affleck film I watched was the absolutely superb Gone Girl, where he's perfect casting. And way, the way back, too, when we first oh, did yes. our show into <laughs> pop culture review. 
Yeah. Yeah. Even like he really, when he gives it his all, he's, he's great. He's a great actor. Um, can't say the same for this movie. Counterpoint. Yes. This is, as we've established, great actor, Gone Girl, The Way Back. Mm, yeah. Oscar winner for screenwriting. Argo, fuck yourself. Argo. <laughs> so, yeah. Maybe his, maybe he's channeling the trauma of watching his parents, George and Martha Wayne, get murdered as a, <laughs> as a child in front of the Gotham City Opera House. There's like, just, there. Do you think maybe. that's it? No, I don't. I think oh, there's a okay. lot of confusion. There was a lot of confusion in this movie. I think there was probably a lot of confusion in the filming, and people were like, "Oh, we're filming that." Wait, what happened? Like, the, well, it's yeah, just very that's why confusing. This movie exists is because like <laughs> Zack Snyder shot half of it. <laughs> His poor daughter died, and then Joss Whedon shot the other half of it, and it sucked. The first movie sucked, and then the yeah. the nerds were like. There's there has to be some other way of cutting these scenes together. That <laughs> and makes that's it not my suck. big problem here. Let me just say, this is my big problem. The nerds. I, yeah, I'm not, exactly. Yeah. I'm not talking shit on Snyder. I, like, he what he went through, horrible. No one should ever have to go through. I, of course the movie is going to suffer. I'm more concerned about the acquiescing to these nerds who demanded this slop. Yeah, like... When have we ever acquiesced to nerds? Isn't that what we do to nerds? Nerds will be like, no, you can't take. Isn't you can't, that. You're a jock. You can't take. You can't take my my girl to, to prom. And you just say, shut up, nerd. I'm going to yeah. the prom. Like, <laughs> but also, <laughs> isn't the entire entertainment industry in 2021 acquiescing to nerds already? Everything that is made is targeted at can I, this can audience. I, can I go off? Can I go off Please. for a second? Please. Sure. Please. So there's a new thing going on where everyone's like, I'm such a nerd. I like the Marvel movies. Or I'm such a nerd. I like Star Wars. You're not a nerd. Sorry. I'm such a nerd. I like the most popular movies that literally ever existed. I'm such right. a nerd. I like Harry Potter. I'm such a nerd. I like literally the most popular book that has ever existed other than the Bible. Something I'm just reading it right now. <laughs> you're not a nerd for liking Star Wars. You're not a you're a nerd for being like, um, actually, Grogu is from the planet, whatever. <laughs> That's basically a nerd. But just being like, I've seen the Marvel movies and I think Robert Downey Jr. is good as a result does not make you a nerd. And it's also, it's not nerd culture anymore. It's like just modern, it, that is modern culture now. So like, yeah. I'm sick of people saying like, I'm sick of non-nerds claiming that they're nerds because they like lit movies that gross a billion dollars and that people see in all languages. Yeah. Are you nerd I'm also sick of just right the now? actual nerds. <laughs> I'm also just sick of the actual nerds being like, this movie wasn't like whatever enough we need yeah, Zach. What we need I needed. Fucking, we need to pull Zack Snyder. Like we need to pull him back into the most traumatic moment of his <laughs> yeah. life. So like the to flash doesn't needs. say as stupid of a thing <laughs> in this well, that, version. Oh my gosh. So that's the thing. Brett and I were chatting a little bit before we started recording about like the, the Whedon-ness dialogue, like the quippy dialogue that a lot of superhero movies have. And here's the thing. Justice League, which is so serious, black and white has and like, yeah, exploring all these traumas and battles. So much slow motion, so much slow I've motion. Heard. I've heard. And yet the, every once in a while, there are these little like jokey. There's this jokey dialogue that is so such a misstep, so confusing that I, I just can't like the Flash. And I love the actor who plays the Flash, but he thought he was in a different movie. They all thought they I were in a different movies, and then they were all literally cut to be in a different movie. Like, like I'm yes. not even going to give this movie anymore. Like, and a uh, fucking Captain whatever, Captain America and the Winter Soldier, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I watched a second yeah. episode of that shit on front. We're not even going to give that time, other than to say, like, it just rides this weird tonal dichotomy where <laughs> half of the time it's like 
we have to do this for America, for the soldiers. <laughs> and then they're just doing like, did you just say that right now? Oh, I think you said that right now. Like, acting yeah. like they're in a fucking, like, Gap commercial from the 1990s. <laughs> like, stop it. I'm sick of it. I'm sick of all this stuff. Yeah. Everyone who likes this is a loser. <laughs> watch sad movies. Well, I have like to me. say... There was a, yeah, watch movies about people getting drunk during the yes. Um I have to say there was a very interesting, like, so before we turned on Justice League, we're watching this fabulous documentary on HBO called about QAnon. Oh, God. It's called Q Before the Storm or something oh like that. Oh, my God, Danielle. Into the Storm. Something. Why would you even oh give it your Oh, my God. It's so good. No, Why you have you to watch. I absolutely will not. It's I would rather so watch Justice League. I know Listen, how I feel about it. Yeah, but it's just interesting to watch them, like, make a timeline of the worst parts of the internet and how those worst parts of the internet culminated in the fucking U.S. Capitol building actually being stormed. I've been it's shouting incredible- about this shit for fucking six <laughs> years. In 2015, I was like, oh, this is happening. And people were like, no, no. And it fucking happened. All that shit happened. Mm-hmm. Trust me. I used to work at a fucking nerd website. And <laughs> I saw all the, the worst sides of all this shit. No, no yeah. I don't, well, maybe I don't like you watching have a unique- stuff that affirms how I feel. Unless the feeling is sadness. I don't like, <laughs> like I don't want to. I don't need to know what happened. With, I know what happened with Woody Allen. I, I, I feel like I know literally 1%. And like I do not want to know any more too traumatic too gross. I don't want to know any of that stuff. I know what Q is all about. It's fucked up. Okay, well, I think it's fascinating and I need more context and I like it. I like the way um, this documentary is playing out. And it's also very interesting, be, especially in the context of Justice League and nerds and losers and all of that because watching QAnon where they literally map out like this message board started, then this message board, then this one, then Gamergate happened. And they interview these guys. And the one guy is like, Gamergate, like, that was about ethics and game journalism. Ethics and, game and, yeah. and like how the media was trying to take away something that was rightfully ours, the nerds. And like, you're watching this guy talk. Jesus. And I'm just like, well, this is it. This is exactly the issue with literally everything. Is this guy's fucking entitlement to every, he thinks, he's just like this loser. He's like this straight white loser who thinks that the world owes him something. And so watching that doc and then watching Justice League, I was like, yeah, this makes sense. <laughs> no one is entitled to any anything. I mean, people are entitled to some things. Sure. Water, shelter, yeah. health care. How about all the people who are obsessed about being like entitled <laughs> to like a different version of a shitty movie from four years ago? Get as upset. About the fact that, like, if you break your toe in America or have a baby in America, it costs you fifty thousand dollars. I hope everyone's yeah. enjoying their BB Canada podcast. <laughs> I know. <laughs> we're punishing. I hope none of you thought you were entitled to us talking about Big Brother Canada. You're not. <laughs> Wait in um, line for a loaf of bread like everybody else. <laughs> we'll get to keep her madness. <laughs> um. Yeah, I. Listen, it, nothing's ever about one thing. There are layers to this shit, player. Tiramisu, Sue, as Macklemore would say. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> oh um, should we move? Should we move past this? Clearly, we're both very agitated. Yeah, <laughs> I'm on my second cup of coffee right now. Like I'm gonna be. <laughs> I'm going to be fucking flying. I'm already flying. I'm going to be shooting so, lasers in a the, 20 minutes. The one the one last non-BB can or BB revolving thing I want to touch on is I did watch the first episode of the Mighty Ducks like reboot on Disney Plus. Okay. And I mean, why? Because it 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 got me. Nostalgia got, got me, okay? I mean, yeah, you live up I in like the- some Exactly. I loved Mighty Ducks. I loved Josh Jackson in the movie. I loved that they were playing their little hockey. I thought it was cute. And so I watched it. No, I feel you. I watched those movies a lot as a kid, but. And I have and I have a lot of, you know, good memories 
around them, reverence for them. But this is like it's for kids. It's not like it is. It's a hundred percent for kids. Like I know we it's, got like Emilio in there and like some of the <laughs> other ones making you know like they do the they do the release of all the kids as adults. So like people like you and me who are very online and work and our like, literally our jobs are very online, we can all yeah. tweet about it and, and post about it to to gin up free advertising for the show. But the show is actually about like a new class of of children, young ho of children hockey players. I don't want to watch <laughs> yeah. children. I did watch a, a show about children <laughs> hockey players. I got two episodes in. It's called Bear Town. <laughs> it's on HBO. Everyone says it's the best. It's one of the best shows of the year. I, I it is so. And we know this about me. Mm -hmm. Sad, morose, no, no. Okay. Tra traumatizing. Like, <laughs> you think all the shit would be up my alley? It is absolutely well beyond my acceptable levels of sad and morose and traumatizing that I had to turn wow. off after two episodes. Wow, 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 I will wow. not. I will not be going back to Sweden or Norway or wherever. Denmark. That's where Thor and Waterman are. Teachers getting drunk. In Denmark, yeah, love it. Yeah, sad, sad hockey town in Norway, where absolutely not. Okay, too you draw much the line. children's hockey content right now. <laughs> well, let me just say, it was cute. I was very aware as I was watching it. I was like, oh, I'm not supposed to be watching this just alone or like with my husband, as to like childless millennials i'm supposed to be watching this with my like six-year-old son yeah <laughs> like this is not meant to i'm watching this the and wrong way like, when i was your age there was yeah. a boy named goldberg and <laughs> yeah. now he's a meth addict recovering um, you know we wish him well but i will just say they had one piece of in this show that was so startlingly offensive to me that was shocking oh. Oh. so the whole thing is that like the ducks are now this the bad mega. They're good. Yeah, they're like so. They're so they're good the at hockey that they're now they're bad. The yeah, exactly. From the first movie. No, I, I actually like that concept yeah. of it, but I'm like, okay, it I heard that. I'm like, so oh, that's much. cool. That's a great idea for a show. I will still not watch it. Right, but so the bad the kids who are bad at hockey have to make this ragtag team, right? And what are they called? They're called the don't bothers because that's what the coach told them when he cuts them. He's like, you know, just don't bother. Don't no. bother showing up to practice anymore. The DBs. Um, yeah, exactly. But so, you know, they're putting together all these bad players. And then you see this kid move in across the street from Canada, more specifically from Toronto. Oh. And I just know the casting notice for this kid was Bieber light, you know, like oh he's cute. Gosh. He's got flippy hair. He's wearing all Toronto Maple Leafs gear. And these kids, the bad, the kids who are bad are like, oh, we got to break. The, the kid from Toronto moved in across the street. He's got all this fancy hockey gear. He's going to be on our team. He's going to be our, our ringer, you know? Yeah. And then he fucking sucks. And that's the joke. And oh. I'm just like, how dare they? Oh my God. Can we please how dare stop? They? Giving Can when will we, Canada stop being a punching line for maybe, you? <laughs> maybe this is a good American. way to transition into the act of the show we actually want to talk about today, Big Brother I think it Canada. Is. But like, I think it is. Man, just people from Canada can be good at things. Yeah, why can't Kiefer, let us be good? Kiefer, the underdog, <laughs> can rise up like a phoenix. Why can't we and thrive? Let us thrive. Chess master. Let us thrive in things that aren't just our own pop culture, our Canadian only pop culture. So shall we talk about this week of Big Brother? It's been Yes, please. Minutes. Please. Um, Victoria is like very involved this week. And honestly, like ultimately nothing happens to her. She's neither nominated nor goes up as a renom. But, you know, we pick up on this episode on Monday and after Latoya is evicted. She doesn't want to take credit for it. She wants to create this fight around Beth, around how Beth is the one who actually did it. Well, what, what, what are we, what are we doing, Victoria? And then Victoria gets into a fight with someone either later that episode, or maybe one of the other episodes. I'll, I'll catch up to it on my notes here, but 
So Victoria to me, what and we love, I love Victoria. I'm still a big fan. Um, and I, I love, <laughs> she's still a chaos queen. I'm like, I, exactly. I, I think she's like a little bit lower in my rankings of like who I like and who I think is playing well. I very much enjoy her as like a cast member on this show exactly. because if, yes. no, if if anything, she's like going around and causing like fights and playing and strategizing and, and, and vice stuff. Her, she she's really does not member. need to get involved. That's, she didn't. That's she doesn't thing. need to. That's at all. my thing. Is like why why are you doing this right now? And I, I think th she got a morsel. I think she has like a level of comfort now. Maybe it's from being HOH. Maybe possibly it's from like someone in the diary room when she's doing an interview, like slipping up and telling her she's a fan favorite. Like, I don't know. But I do think there's just a level of like confidence and comfort in the house that I think is emboldening her. If it wasn't already part of her personality, which it clearly is. Yeah, yeah. I think, and you know what? Spoiler alert, like her comfort in the house was, she was right to have that comfort. So the other the other thing that Vic did was uh, on Thursday's episode, we're going to jump around a little bit. But after Kyle sees Austin as the renom, Vic or Kyle calls Kiefer out on it. And then Vic starts fighting with Kyle. It's like, yeah, this literally doesn't involve you. <laughs> well, she was defending. She was defending Kiefer, I guess. She was That's what no, always happens. Haven't yeah. you noticed? This is the second time there's been a fight that is against Kiefer, and then a woman comes in and is like, stop, like defends Kiefer. Mm, First it was Latoya, and now it's Victoria. Interesting. Why and both Kiefer, times it was against Kyle and Roe. Why does Kiefer need a mother figure so much? And then he has two. He's know. working closely with Tina and Tara. Yeah. Oh, who, by the way, we love. We love. We love them. We can talk <laughs> about them. You know, I really felt myself portrayed and as you as you've said earlier in this podcast this year it's important to see yourself represented on screen and i really felt when they when the two older ladies of the house are complaining about how disgusting their young castmates oh are i was so like good. yep that would be me <laughs> i would have i would self-evict also when tina chugged mayonnaise oh i also horrible. felt i also felt like i was being represented I felt really wronged by that. That was horrible. Why did they include that? You that pro was mayonnaise, disgusting. you anti mayonnaise. Danielle. Anti. Oh, Big time anti. Ow. Oh. That was upsetting content to see that. Trigger they warning. They shouldn't have included mayonnaise. that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I do love them as a team. They're so funny. They're so obvious, though. I'm like, if I was in the house, I'd be like, well, we definitely need to cut these two. Like, Put, I'd be putting one of Austin or Brayden and one of Tara or Tina on the well, block. Well, that's kind of key for strategy up. for the week. He's like, I, 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 you know, I'm identifying as some of these duos here, wh whether it's Kyle and Rohan, Austin and Brayden, and I want to go after them. Oh, well, he's kind of working with Tina and Tara, so they're not really eligible. Um, and you know, it's it's a I guess going after Kyle and Roe is fine. Like, I didn't, I don't, you know, it's weird. We talk about this a lot with with this season of, of BB Canada, it's like in a, in a season of big brother America, it seems like these guys would be like in the popular, in the popular crowd. And that we have like Kyle, the like straight white male, attractive guy. Yeah. And Austin, like, you know, probably one of those beautiful women in the house, like that they actually have yeah. this weirdo, like these are the nerds. They're, they're <laughs> gross little nerd love affair that, you yeah. know, it's, it can't, it can't happen or whatever. So, I, I mean, what was their, what was Kyle and Rohan's crime other than just like being kind of, kind of weird? So that's the thing. Well, they, their crime was that they are clear. They're very aggressive and confront confrontational. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. But, and which they really didn't need to be like the week where the first week where they went after Kiefer when he was making his chicken teriyaki, oh, which for gosh. some reason just makes me laugh. Oh, <laughs> um, like, I don't think you even they weren't even on the block. They were like safe. No. And like Kiefer was on the block. It was so it was such a misstep. That's why I bring up Victoria just coming out of the at the top here is like. Why are people getting into needless 
fights. Like the drama feels so <laughs> weird where it's like there's not actually drama around who's being nominated and and the yeah. actual mechanics of the game. It's like Hey, you were slightly mean to that person yesterday. And it's like, what? That accent. That accent. Sorry. Sorry. I apologize to the Canadian cast member of Mighty Ducks TV show. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think this is, but you know what? I, I think this is what is part of like Big Brother Canada that people have been telling us for seasons and seasons and why they're begging us to watch. They're like, Big Brother Canada has fights. Because they know we love fights. No, well, we do. Um, yeah. And they do, but they do. They feel very nonsensical, <laughs> the fights. Yeah, and <laughs> there's like this kind of bro war brewing between Kyle and Roe and Ty and Jed, you, you know, and 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 Giant Ted. I'm sorry, Ty and Jed obviously have Kiefer kind of in their pocket this week, and it doesn't. Yeah, it just doesn't work out for for Kyle and Roe. Can I talk about? Jed and Ty for a minute. Yeah. Can I talk about more than Jed and Ty? Can Please. I talk about the triangle? Yeah. Isosceles. <laughs> All right. So this, I actually don't really have much to say about them other than it's like, it's weird and uh, incestuous. <laughs> and it I is. always, I'm sorry. Well, I, I said this like a couple of weeks ago when it first started happening. I was like, it's weird how they're all just OK with it. <laughs> but maybe yeah. it's maybe they're evolved. Maybe I'm weird. Maybe I need to get with the times. Yeah. Like. There's no I in threesome, but there's three E's. <laughs> that is true. Uh, that is true. So it is weird that like everyone's like, it's OK, we've all made out. I mean, it's very theater school, which is fine. It's so theater school. I wonder if eventually, eventually, there will be, <laughs> right now, just numbers-wise, they all kind of need each other. But I wonder if, like, Jed and Ty are sort of feeling like, all right, who, whoever's actually going to get with Beth is going to be the person who's not evicted first out of the two of us. And is there eventually yeah. going to be, like, you know, one of them goes up and the other one, like, kind of doesn't doesn't put up much of a fight to keep them in order to to win the Beth battle. Well, what I thought you were going to say, actually, is the other possible outcome is that Beth goes first and then they have no one to make out with. And but maybe exactly which I'm not saying this as a joke. I'm saying this as a possible actual outcome because I do think they really are very evolved <laughs> and I think things are loose in the house. They're theater kids and that's how it is in theater school. So who knows? So one other thing about isosceles that is not about Big Brother at all, and that is extremely personal. Danielle, you and I met doing improv in New York City, New it's York true. State. <laughs> and I had a running list on my iPhone, on my iCloud notes. And the list is titled Improv Team Names. <laughs> and it's just names that I... Uh, for, you know, this happened a lot in, in New sure. York in the early 2010s. Yeah. So anytime you got four drunk people together, like, we should start a team, bro. We should do like, <laughs> you're just doing bits with yeah. someone at the bar till two in the morning. It's like, yeah, we should just start a team. And you come up with a team, you have a team name, and maybe you do two shows together and then you don't, you know, move on but, to your lives. But the team lives for, will, would live forever on the New York Improv Teams.com website <laughs> that someone updated. I don't know who. On my list. That has been there for years. This last time this 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 note has been updated is September 20th, 2014. Well. Isosceles. Isosceles is on the list. I can re I can read other names if you would like. Give me a couple more. Milk Milk Lemonade. Wow. Party Martyr. Mmm. Senor Bean. Okay. Fashion man. <laughs> I like that. The Ken Burns effect. No. <laughs> Significant brothers. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Orange Cassius. No. <laughs> Zeitgeist. Not bad. 
the original doctors of comedy. <laughs> so stupid. The real mothers <laughs> against drunk driving. <laughs> Carnegie <laughs> felon. No. After those two, you can't give me that. <laughs> All right, that's it. That's, uh, there's a lot more on there. Uh, I love it. Dad humor with a U. And all one word. With a U as in like Dad Canadian humor. spelling? Dad humor, but like British spelling. Yeah, guys... Canadian spelling as well. Oh, gosh. You guys do that too? <laughs> yeah. Oh. We're a constitutional monarchy. Um, <laughs> well, so it's good to hear that, uh, you know, you have the same taste in names as these hot people on Big Brother Canada. For sure. Absolutely. Thank you it's for nice. letting me share that. I guess like when you're 20, when you're a young, hot 20 something and you're thinking up for a name of some, for your team, there's only a certain number of names that really make sense. And Isosceles is one of them. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Um, so, so <laughs> I'm trying to think, I'm trying to think through the actual like plot points that happened this week. They're all kind of garbled in my mind. Yeah, I know. But, well, um, we we kind of. The way we tape this podcast is not conducive to us actually having a meaningful and good conversation <laughs> about Big Brother. We well, do it once our... a week and we talk about fucking Justice League for 20 minutes before <laughs> we actually get into it. Well, I do want to say I do, I was not upset about Kyle leaving. Kyle gets evicted, okay? Um, I wasn't hurt by this. I thought... Yeah, this makes sense. He really was not playing well. Um, he was starting fights all the time and not winning anything. He His only good move only started to blossom this past week, which was his romance with Austin, who could potentially save him someday. But we didn't. it didn't blossom enough. I am a little bit confused here. And I do want to just back up a little bit on Rohan. Mm -hmm. Man, hearing Rohan pitch like his case to stay all week was extremely... Extremely regional manager. What is his title here? <laughs> I actually wrote it down here. Wait, I have that too. Rohan is, uh, oh gosh, it's Rohan's. Oh, here it is. He's a strategic partnerships manager. <laughs> right. And all, like, he's like constantly like talking to Kiefer and like, all right, here's why I have to do that. It's like, bro, cool it with the, with the pitch deck, cool it with like, synergizing cooling with talking to the board of the directors and stop being a strategic partnerships manager it's annoying honestly he stayed i honestly think he's like in a worse i'm mean, obviously he's in a work position now he's out he's without one of his one of his, his closest ally closest allies but i feel if the if the tables were flipped i feel like if somehow Kyle won and Rohan left and like him starting that sort of romance thing with Austin, like it, that might've been showmances kind of tend to last well into the show for some reason. They're they're They magnetize, yeah. they attract others. People just want to be inside that sexual energy. Look at my sauces. <laughs> Rohan now feels like just completely on his own in a way that Kyle wouldn't have been. So, Anyways, getting back to what were we talking about? Kyle and Wait, Austin, right? I do want to just because I have that thought, too. So I think it's really funny you picked up on it when Rohan was pitching was like, I was thinking to myself, this is such a funny um, way of verbalizing your pitch to stay because he would say things like, OK, I just wanted to give you that update and we can circle back. Oh, on my this. God. Oh or my he would God. say, you my know, he would say, my like, blood I just pressure is to rising here. <laughs> He would say, like, I just want to touch base with you on where you're at with your vote. Like, and it's just such a unique, like, so corporate way of speaking that you never hear in Big Brother U.S. because people don't actually have real jobs. No. <laughs> like, here, it has permeated his brain, and that's the way he has to speak. It was just, it, yeah, he's I just totally like, th saw that, too. He's like, ping me about it offline. We'll circle back yeah. after the all hands, and I'll meet up with you, Q, too. And yeah. everyone in America is like, sorry, hon, we're out of chicken wings. <laughs> <laughs> it was so like now that I work in probably the most corporate place I've ever worked, it's like it's it really permeates your brain, huh? Like that's what it, I was thinking. I mean, that's why I was, why I was watching it. And I was like, oh, God, this is really 
Kiefer, Matt, Kiefer fucking lives with his family. He lives with his fucking nation. He lives, mm. he's fucking connected to the land and to the earth and to the fucking space and to the double, Dave's double that he had for lunch. <laughs> Rohan talking to him like fucking Elon Musk is not gonna fucking sway his case. Oh my God. Yeah. Um, Roe is like still kind of a mystery to me. I, I don't actually don't dislike him despite what we just talked about for five minutes. I think he's kind of cute, but um <laughs> Yeah, he's interesting. But... <laughs> I just don't see him like ultimately being very successful in this game. No, not at all. Not just because he has nobody, obviously that plays into it, but like that's a big his style, problem. <laughs> but his style of like courting people and changing their minds is doesn't have it lacks a personal touch. It say. does. It's very like account manager where <laughs> you're like, can you just ask me? Like, yeah, even when someone's like, so how was your weekend? You'll be like, oh, it was good. And they'll be like, that's wonderful. Anyway, about this, about slide seven. Like, it's just like, it's very, um, uh, not affected, but, you know, protected. There's, you can't get too deep with them. It's very VC bro energy. Mm -hmm. So, so anyway, um, Austin and Kyle are put on the block. And can we say who goes home? Kyle goes yeah, home, yeah. obviously. Kyle goes home. And I was a little <laughs> bit confused about this, too, because listen here. We have this Thursday episode. And again, I need, I just, we need a sound drop. I just need to hit a button. And the button says this instead of me. We're very casual. We're very casual on this mm-hmm. podcast. I'm not watching the feeds. I'm not fucking reading the hamsters every day. No. So we have Tina and Tara want Kyle to stay, realize, wait a minute, Austin's more dangerous. We love Austin on this podcast, but I'm just talking through the numbers here. No, of Tina course. and Tara and are, are talking right. to Kiefer, and they're like, we kind of think Kyle should stay, not Austin. Austin's a lot more dangerous. Jed, Beth, and Ty have the same sort of realization. Like, wait. So we have that, plus Roe, who we know is going to vote for Kyle to stay, even if it's just a lone, you know, protest vote, which is exactly what happened. We have six of the eight people want to vote out the person who stayed. And instead, seven of them voted to keep the other person, to keep Austin. I, you know, I'm torn because I like both of them. I think I like Austin more and I'm more optimistic about her long-term prospects in the game but i just thought it was so weird watching this vote flip happen it's not even a flip it was just like all these people are talking being like wait a minute why are we voting out this person there's six of us all who want to vote out austin and they they couldn't even put that together out of fear out of groupthink. i don't know what did you think about that yeah (laughs) It's so weird because it's like, this has happened every week. I guess it's not weird then. It happens every week. Every week they're like, wait a minute, actually, let's flip. (laughs) Let's actually flip. They all say it. They all want to do it. There's all this scurrying around. We usually see that on the Monday episode of like, actually, this was very close, even though it ended up being like an anonymous vote. So at this point, I'm just sort of, we need, we need these cast members to grow some cojones. Oh, yes. We need them to to realize that they're not just they're not just sitting at home watching anymore. They're actually playing BB can. And I think we need a little more Victoria from the rest of these house guests, a little more willing to play into some chaos, to do things that might not benefit. You know what? It probably doesn't benefit their game long term. But you know who it benefits? Me. The audience member. Yeah. It's time to step up. Rock the boat. Do something crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I I just thought it was a little bit disappointing that there was like an interesting game move going on. And it wasn't like world changing, but it was like, it was just weird that six out of the eight people to vote, I sort of identified what the good move was kind of talk to each other a little bit you had tita and tara talk to Ka- to kiefer i'm rather i'm sorry and kiefer obviously could sort of bring that back to jed and beth and ty and it was just weird that it didn't actually coalesce 
when it when it seemed like that was the move that a majority of the house wanted to make. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's it's hard for me to not look at everything that going on isn't like a Canadian problem, because actually I'm sure this happens all the time in the U.S. and we get frustrated then as well. Oh, it does. It does. Like there's yeah. always this there's always the stronger move to be made. But it's like there's yeah. some like weirdo or old person on the block and the stronger <laughs> move is, you know, connected to a big alliance. People are afraid of right. him or her or whatever. I'm not going to rock the boat yet. It's too soon. Too, I'm not trying to make any yeah. big moves. Yeah, it's like I'm sitting there on the block facing, you know, facing eviction. Well, it's just too early to to rock the boat. I just don't want to get I just don't want to be a target. I just want to get blood yeah. on my hands. I mean, to be fair, I will say like it's it does still seem like either way it doesn't really matter for a lot of these people. Yeah. <laughs> like it wasn't that dramatic of, of um of a difference between the two of them. But do we want to talk about I want to talk about the invisible HOH. Absolutely. Okay. So to my knowledge, this has never happened in U.S. Big Brother. And I think it's very fun. So I think it's a great who, idea. Yeah. I think they should do it because it's just like another layer of something we already, HOH we know, has power, gets to make nominees. The fact that someone gets to do it secretly is very <laughs> fun. <laughs> um, and it ends up the, the HOH, spoilers. Okay. They're gone. The HOH is Victoria, our girl. Oh, I, so I didn't even see that. I just saw yeah. who the nominees are. Um, well, okay, maybe I'm. Maybe it hasn't been confirmed, but everything I've seen on Twitter says that it's her. Okay, um, interesting because I just saw who the nominees were on Jokers, and it's uh, Austin and Brayden, and I, I really thought that it was going to be like Jed or Ty or Beth who was going right. to win that one, but. I guess Victoria is 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 it's interesting that she she's kind of she, she admits her, that she's kind of like a loner and it's weird that she chose to go after them to hey they're they're two very strong players right in the game but it was weird that she wouldn't target anyone Jen else and Ty, I guess I don't know it feels <laughs> like that's like a much that feels like an easier choice this early in the game where it's like you go after the two big fucking dudes who win a lot of stuff and who everybody likes yeah i i i'm pretty i'm confident that it was victoria who won okay, now sure. I got, i'm sort of second guessing myself but i really do think it from what i can tell it was her and then they had veto already they did and rohan won veto comp king comp king you know <laughs> strategic manager comp king so he's not, it's looking like he's not going to use it. So why either would he? Austin or, yeah, why would he? So either Austin or Raven's going home. Yeah, I know. What, I'm, I'm, what a turn of the tides. I know. It's it's a little bit disappointing here because it's, it's weird because it seemed like a week ago, Jed, Ty, Beth were kind of like on the outs a little bit. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden you sent Austin home this week, right? Yeah. Who's next? Rohan and Brayden, Tina mm -hmm. and Sarah. Like, it yeah. seems like we're set up. We have this power thruple here with Kiefer kind of on the side and Kiefer kind of loosely connected to Tina and Sarah. It feels like Austin, Brayden, Rohan are sort of like the next three dominoes to go unless one of them wins an mm -hmm. HOH here. Victoria is playing all sides, but she just drew a line in the sand. Well, not publicly, though. I mean, it's interesting, though, too. Like, she made sort of a line in the sand move. I'm thinking out loud here where it's like, if I'm the if I'm the invisible HOH, or if I'm a regular HOH, Austin yeah. Braden actually might be a good move. They're strong social players. Everyone has sort of identified this at this point. And also, there's just two of them. So when the next week is over, there's only one of them left you don't have that big of a target against you. You're not pissing off an entire, say if you nominated Jed and Ty, well, you're pissing off Beth and Kiefer as well. You have multiple people just beyond those two nominees coming after you. But this is an invisible HOH week. You can nominate without getting blood on your hands. You can nominate yeah. without creating a target on your back. So I thought it was interesting. I'm just talking this out right now. Like 
I think it's interesting going after a, 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 an isolated pair like that. Uh, it'll be yeah it'll be to not put yeah. up one of each maybe or uh, like one Just of Tina and Tara one of yeah Full chaos picks. Yeah, and I totally agree. I th- I think people are going to look back on this season and be like, oh, we really should have broken up Ty, um, Beth, and Jed yeah. earlier. Because they're just sleeping. They're sort of like a sleeper throuple where, like, they haven't, none of them have won anything yet, but I'm sure they can. Yeah. Like, they're going to get to the final five or whatever, and mm-hmm. everyone's going to be like, fuck, <laughs> actually. <laughs> we for- Like, people are forgetting about them. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's a, obviously a smaller cast size than than Big Brother America and stuff. It's right. like, it feels like we're already kind of like at the halfway point here. Does, you, yeah. know? <laughs> you know, there's not that many people. I'm sure we're going to be starting a, a a jury here within the next week or two. Um, yeah, it's 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 interesting. I mean, maybe. Hmm, yeah, I I fear. I'm I'm beginning to just sort of preemptively fear, even though they're very off the radar preemptively fear for my girls tina and tara my women my women i'm sorry i know our gals our gals um i know because it'll be they provide a very fun aspect to the house i have to say it'll be they're the most, they're yeah they're the most identifiable people <laughs> yeah exactly um so we'll see listen that's that's what's up that's the most up-to-date thing like the the veto i think just happened yesterday and he's not going to use it. Why so, would he? Yeah. Why so, would he? I mean, um, unless just to cause chaos, I guess, right? But like. But he's not, he's so not, he's not a chaotic person. No. You know, he is all about the slides. The he deck. has the next, he has the next six quarters mapped out. He's got to yeah. bring it to the board meeting. Exactly. <laughs> so don't hold your breath. He's got to update his um, email signature. Did you want to discuss, in terms of Big Brother, like on a more macro level, did you want to discuss what we were texting about earlier this week, which was the difference between some of our favorite and sometimes least favorite characters, personalities on Big Brother the show versus them in real life? So this was this was kicked off by uh, a a message, a post on their website reddit.com mm-hmm. <laughs> someone posted on the reddit the big brother reddit unpopular opinion janelle is one of the most toxic people outside of the game <laughs> everybody loves janelle i love janelle during my initial watch through of bb6 7 14 and 22 i didn't start watching bb until very recently and 21, 22 are the only seasons I've had live feeds for. So I don't know the sentiment of Janelle during the feed discussions for 6, 7, and 14. Uh, it, it just goes on where, it, where it's like, everyone likes Janelle, but why? She <laughs> is like actively, I know she's like actively torturing this Nicole person who everyone online hates, but like, and you and I are like, probably not. Oh, you know, Nicole Franzel. Nicole Franzel. But like, Listen, Franzel is like worthy of being like dragged, but like I think I think BB fandom has probably gone a little bit too far. Oh no, I think a hundred percent BB <laughs> fandom goes too far. It like there, there's no if, ifs ands or buts. It absolutely one hundred percent the people and including ourselves, the people who watch this show need to get a life. <laughs> like leave these people alone. Um, I, I saw, like, I saw something about uh, Nicole Franzel and Victor's, like, I forget if it was their wedding or their baby shower or whatever it was. And people were shit, like, their replies were just shitting on Nicole. And I'm like, this is probably one of the most, ha- like, the happiest days of this person's yeah. life. Like, are people so miserable they can't just say, like, yeah, they're probably happy, congrats. Like, there's, people were digging in, like, oh look at how miserable she probably is and how miserable she makes Victor and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, they look fine. <laughs> they look totally happy to me. My question is like, why are you still posting? Why? What do you mean? Like, if you've been on television for three years and everybody in the orbit oh. of like the thing hates you, why no, are you still no, no, on no. Instagram? No, 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 no. Why are you still on this Twitter? Is the, 
I absolutely disagree. And I'm, I'm thinking just from an economic point of view for these people. I totally agree. People like people in the different stratosphere, like of celebrity, such as JK Rowling, such as, um, you know, any A-list celebrity, those, those people should not be posting. They should be off, off Twitter. They should not be updating on anything in their lives, their thoughts, anything. That's why you write books. Go write your book. You yeah. know, go start in a movie about it. <laughs> like, do not post. Whereas people in the reality show or influencers or people in that sphere, they need to post. They must post. That's how they maintain relevance. That's how they maintain their community. That's how they probably maintain a lot of economic stability. So Because they're like they tweeting out a picture of some like, you know, like bespoke toothpaste mm-hmm. and getting paid 15K yes. for it. Well, here's the thing. They, I'm sure they ideally would all like to just post ads and just make money. But the only way you're able to do that is if you build some sort of like Sprinkle rapport. Sprinkle yeah, it some, with the trip to Barbados. Exactly. Some sort of journey or storytelling through your actual, I'm oh, doing God. finger quotes, life that you're sharing online with your followers. I would rather so, listen to Rohan talk than like dive deeper into this. <laughs> Well, it's something I consider a lot because, you know, I'm very interested in the creator economy. I'm very interested in um, how pop culture is is trickling down in a way from like movie stars, big time celebrities to TV stars to like now sort of the influencer creators. It's it's very interesting to me. But so to that, I just say I don't think any of them can ever stop posting. If they do, they'll just have to. They'll have to lose out on a lot of income, easily made income, and go yeah. back to their previous lives, which I think is, you know, not something that they are willing to do. <laughs> Once you get a little taste of the fame and the easy money that comes with it and some of the perks, you don't want to go back to being a nurse or whatever it was that Nicole yeah. was. I think so she was a nurse. Yeah, she was a nurse. Vic is a cop now. Gross. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, it's like, do you want to be cleaning up, like, blood and vomit? <laughs> or do you want and to dealing... post about, like, some orthodontics shit? Exactly. Like, you come just on. don't read the and comments, so... I, get, right? I guess, right? Like, you post, That's but you just never thing. open the, the replies. They definitely shouldn't. I think any type of fame, I'm convinced now, any type of fame absolutely boils your brain and ruins your life. Um, but some are better at dealing with it than others. And so, yeah, you just have to, like, cut off as much interaction as you possibly can of the, I'm doing finger quotes again, haters. Embrace your haters. See, I I always thought the opposite. Like, obviously, J.K. Rowling shouldn't be posting because she truly has oatmeal for brains. (laughs) But, like, if you're Tom Cruise and you're just posting, like... (laughs) Had a great time watching Tenet the other day. Like, <laughs> what does it matter? What does it matter? You're the most well, famous person in the world. You don't, like, no one cares. You were so fucking insulated with Kevlar and titanium from the haters. Like, no one's going to touch you. You can just tweet off and be like. But I also don't think he's Promising tweeting. young I think woman. Saying- more like <laughs> promising young bad movie. <laughs> I think he's saying to his his first assistant who then sends it off to his social team like hey I love this movie you should tweet about it so then the, it goes through these filters right where like that's a very innocuous tweet no one's gonna care anyone who gets mad I mean he will get mad about anything but anyone get, who gets yeah. mad about it, it's not gonna affect him in any way Tom they tweet it out have, to the universe Tom doesn't have that. maybe he has the app so he can like look at it but he doesn't have Tom Cruise he doesn't have it logged into like the actual Tom Cruise account. No. Like no. he's actually just going to post like congratulations to all the Oscar nominees. I guess <laughs> like, going through somebody else. He's not actually, he might not actually have the power to tweet from his verified account. And no, that's a good thing like actually for them. I think most celebrities should look into that. But then the problem is, is that celebrities are realizing that they're in this position where you're either in a Marvel movie or, yeah, you're doing ads on Instagram. And if you want to do the ads on Instagram, you have to sort of sell your soul a little bit and become more accessible, show your life, be authentic. And so it has to come from them. Tom doesn't have to worry about that. But a lot of celebrities do. Rise and grind just another day hanging <laughs> off the side of a fucking jet plane. 
<laughs> anyway, this has really devolved, but um, was the original question I think was just like, do we think Janelle is good in real life or bad? <laughs> right? Like, yeah, like the person made comments life? about like she's always like on Instagram taking pictures without her, like she's always out and about in the world. She's doing the same amount of like Instagram selling, you know, you know pillows and wallets and random shit as nicole she's always out mm -hmm. in the world with her kids at disneyland not wearing a like in the last you know year calendar year not wearing a mask right you know why do we why do we like one and not the other when they're when they're both batman it's me the joker <laughs> haven't you realized that you and i are the same like why like, if they're the same why do we right. hate one and not the other? Like we all know why, I guess. Like if you if you watch it, but I, and someone was just offering up like a contrarian take, which you and I yeah. love, and you and I kind I of have agreed it. with. Yeah, I totally appreciate it. And well, the problem is, is that this should really this question should be posed to maybe some other people because we always have been Franzel defenders. We this is, have not I just been wanna, haters. We have been haters, and then there was so but much not, hate that we t that we flipped the script. But we were always, I feel like we were always fair about saying, like, listen, she's actually very good at this game. Yeah, <laughs> like, I think we so. have always been fair, and we've never said that it's because she, like, you know, I hate all the things I see where it's like, oh, it's because she slept her way to the top or whatever. Like, no, it's because she's actually good at this game. I hate to tell you all. But, <sighs> I mean, why do you hate one person and like another? It's, it's there's chemistry. so much, yeah, it's there's chemistry, so much baby. that goes into it. It's so hard to say because, like, yeah, on the surface, are Janelle and Nicole fairly similar? Of course they are. But there's also a world of difference. If you hate Nicole and love Janelle, we're with you. But also, sure. look into the mirror. <laughs> See if what you really hate is yourself. No, it's true. And this is something I texted back to Brett when he brought this up because we were just chatting about like liking people in the house versus like once they're out of the house, you hate them. And then I was like, and what about the inverse? Because what I was brought back to oh, yeah, was yeah. the most sacred season, BBOTT. Oh, yes. And the only personality, season brother, really. The best, best season. The, the personality who we both loved before they went into the house and then in the house were so reviled, repulsed by... One Chrissy. Chrissy. <laughs> Looking at the rule. She's still she's still reading the rule books. She's still finding <laughs> a way to, to see if uh Morgan Willett actually just, didn't win on a technicality. But I a hundred percent think that Chrissy, you and you and I would all be friends outside of the house. Oh, I've, but maybe not though. No, I think we would. I and I think that was the I mean, she also burped a lot. That was one thing it's I do remember same. that really disgusted me. I do, I do too. Here's the thing. Like, everyone's intro packages is very first date energy, right? It's like, I'm yeah. fun. Yeah. I don't, I'm not fucking super depressed. I <laughs> get up every morning and bathe. <laughs> yeah, date me. I'm great. I love fun things. I go out with my friends who exist and have names. But then I'm sometimes not, you've made friends. Have you made friends with someone? And then like, as, like, especially as an adult, and then like you get into that second deeper level of friendship. Maybe you go on a trip together. Maybe you go out oh. to Disneyland or whatever. And you're like, Oof. actually, this person kind of fucking sucks. <laughs> well, I kind of only like on this person <laughs> in the context of seeing them at a bar once every other month. Well, I actually don't okay. want to be that good friends with it. And that may, that's maybe what Chrissy is. Like, Here's the thing. She's friends for a reason, answer. friends for a season, friends for all time. Okay. Some people come into your life for just that. The once every two months at a bar, some people you go on a trip with some people you've just been through so much and you have such a connection that you'll be, you'll be friends probably forever. I'm not saying that I was going to be friends with Chrissy forever, but I do think that her personality and her sense of humor and her references were was a was one that if you and I met her, say yeah. back in our days in New York, we would be on an improv team with her. She would be our isosceles. Third. Oh yeah. Oh oh. That makes me Beth. <laughs> I'm just saying. So yes, there is a to wrap this all together. Sometimes people in the house are horrible, and some, and, but then they leave the house, and you're like, wait, 
you're actually kind of cool. And then sometimes you look at a person and you're like, I would never be able to stand you in real life. But they go into the house and you stand, honey. That's how I feel about Austin. You know, like I think just going on her, you know, initial thing, she's like, I'm Austin, I'm 22. I'm a model and an influencer. It's like, oh, great, great. (laughs) Fucking shoot me in the head. That sounds horrible. But she's actually a really interesting, smart person. And shame on me for judging a book by it. Let's cover. But you look at fucking 90% of the, you know, you look at 90% of the books that look like that. And it's like, oh, great. Another fucking aspiring influencer. Cool. Right. Tell me yeah. about the free vacation you're getting. I don't care. But she's actually cool and smart and a really good player. Yeah. And I'll maybe I'll be less judgy, but I, I don't know. Probably not. I did want to yeah. shout out that's a. Reddit user Gman eighty eight fire for this this talking point this thread that it sparked is. a forest I mean, fire we could, of conversation. We could talk about this all day long. Um, I want to see if there are any because I think we got a couple questions we from did. our listeners, and so this one I really liked from Mini Cthulhu. Unrelated to anything you normally talk about, but do either of you have a favorite Jessica Walter moment? Because RIP, I've Jessica been, Walter. I've been watching. I've been rewatching Arrested Development this week. Um, I mean, I, I, I love. I tweeted out just like the screen cap of it, but when <laughs> uh, she, when uh, Lucille is going to like the, it's like a shitty restaurant, and the <laughs> waitress goes plate or platter, and she goes, "I don't understand the question, and I will not respond to it." <laughs> that, I think it's just one I of the classic, that. classic Lucille I do love lines. That. Uh, what about you? I mean, it's like, it's so overdone. So I hate that this is the one that I'm going with. But I do, there's just something so pure and that has been clearly so resonant about it's one banana, Michael. How much could it cost? <laughs> <Yeah>. $9. Or <laughs> right, I think, what is it? $9, $10? $10, yeah. Um, the Jean Parmesan that, stuff was always really good where she would just scream. Yeah, I liked, I loved her with Anyang. I loved her relationship with. Oh, go um, watch a Star War. <laughs> yeah, I just. I mean, everything she did was so good. I actually was quite sad about this because I, the the most piercing recent memory was that New York Times piece about Arrested Development when one of the like new seasons on Netflix was coming out, and it came out that like the guys made they they all made her cry. Oh God! They made oh, Jessica yeah. the the male cast of the show made Jessica Walter cry. I remember, we canceled them. I forgot. Yeah, and and I someone so funny and put together and like this older lady so fabulous. Like picturing her upset in any way makes me very angry. <laughs> so that was my first thought, honestly, which is sad. Her her legend should not be narrowed down to just that, but I couldn't help it. I love um, that show a lot. I could probably mm-hmm. recite every line from it. But the men of the show, not great track records post no. post AD. No. None of them, right? Well, Tony I guess Hale, Michael Sarah's Yeah, Tony Hale and Michael Sarah, okay. Yeah, like everyone was dunking on to- Michael Sarah because he would kind of turn into this like teenage star and he was just like, you know, this awkward Woody Allen but he type never did thing. anything. But he didn't, you know, he didn't do anything. He was just like, yeah. went to a lot of parties. I would go to a lot of parties if I was 19 and famous. Yeah, totally. I'd go to a lot of parties tomorrow. <laughs> if, there was a damn, if I could. Yeah. Um, from I, Echo Poliv... Oh, go ahead. No, I just wanted to confront you about something. Please do. At Hamster Wrist, which I always assumed was not a Danny <laughs> Burner account, tweeted... Are you watching the Q show and are you watching the Mighty Ducks reboot? LOL question mark. It's cute. <laughs> add, it, add it to the list of Danny Burner accounts. I thought you were going to confront me about the fact that I responded to them while we were recording this one. Oh, yeah. You were. Yeah. You fucking retweeted it. Um, anyway, wait, wait, we do have another question. Yeah, Hold sorry. on. From Echo Polivka. She wants to know, why do y'all hate Big Brother Canada so much? <laughs> we don't. We're enjoying it, but like. Yeah. If you had to choose between Big Brother Canada and Big Brother US, which would you choose? I'm sorry to my nation, but hands down, Big Brother US. Um, I I don't know. I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna hold out making okay. a judgment there. 
Okay, I need more good. information. I need I need Rohan to give me his 20 point plan. <laughs> Um, his strategic outlook from MREP to have you ever seen Brayden and Austin not eating, drinking the same thing at the same time? So I actually did notice this and they were drinking and they even made a comment like time for coffee. Yeah. Um, they were drinking the most delicious looking iced coffees Ooh. that really wet my whistle and made me want to go make my own Ooh. iced frappuccino drink. Uh, can I back this up? I, the food thing got me just really pissed off again about something. Okay, yeah. Go for it. The <laughs> invisible HOH. Mm-hmm. Will this invisible HOH be getting Wendy's? Oh, wow. Oh, no. That's because Wendy's didn't pay their bill this week. <laughs> what so if they it's had just to... <laughs> like, we're not telling the cast who the, who the invisible HOH is this week. Also, Victoria, please get your Wendy's. <laughs> <laughs> Chicken Caesar sandwich. <laughs> yeah, I feel like we got very little Wendy's this week, and um, no, a hundred percent. Well, good because I don't need that craving again. Well, gang, what a fun time! Thank you for this. Was a really a journey for through a lot of different <laughs> topics. <laughs> so, hope you enjoyed. Oh, thank I you for one, all your questions. I had one oh. more that I wanted to answer. One River oh, Mike. Oops. Oops. Teams of two everywhere. Arissa Cox hasn't seen it before. Have you ever seen this style of play in the U.S. version? I, it, it made me, it made me think about BB nineteen, the end game of BB nineteen. How there were a number of pairs, except for each pair thought that they were in a threesome. <laughs> they thought they were in an isosceles with uh, Paul. There was oh, like Christmas yeah. and and Josh were kind of working together. Mm-hmm. Um, Whistlenut and um, was that Whistlenut? Um, yeah, Whistlenut yeah. and um, Alex were kind of working together. Oh, yeah, you had yeah. Matt and Raven, Mark and Elena. You had all these pairs in the second half of the game who all thought their bestie was Paul. So like, I, I, I'm sure there's been other examples of it, but that was the one. Just to answer the question, that was that was the one that I thought of like most recently as like a lot of pairs coexisting in the house but it was obviously a different situation this was more in the end game than the the beginning of the game but right yeah i think that's a good example thank you for that question (laughs) thank you for that question um i also shout out to arissa's pantsuit this week i thought it was very uh springy and fun spring had sprung was my note (laughs) yeah (laughs) spring fit Um, Thank you all so much for your questions, comments throughout the week, for listening. We'll be back next week with more at Big Brother Canada and whatever else we watched. Um, <laughs> Not <and> Justice League. <laughs> or maybe again. Uh, bye, Rissa. Bye, Rissa.